Special thank you to Seed and Stone Cidery and Lucky Buzz Meadery for sponsoring the show today. Uh, they help to make this show possible and supply us with the, the occasional beverage when we're out there. They've got 10 uh, taps full of meads and ciders made right there in-house. They've also got all sorts of awesome events going on, including an open mic uh, almost every single Thursday where you can come out and show your musical talent. So all you songwriters out there, uh, stop out and grab a cider or a mead and tell them that the songwriters couch and the Patrick Joen band sent you again seen in stone cidery right here in Rochester New York go out and visit them and let them know we sent you thanks guys Alright guys, welcome to the Songwriter's Couch, uh, episode 8, the spooktacular episode, which is why I'm wearing this stupid looking <laughs> nose on my nose, uh, and, and uh, on the show today we've got Kaylin Servini, am I saying your last name yes, appropriately? Yes, you, you okay. got it. <laughs> I always have to ask because I, I additionally have a very difficult name. I have no idea how to say your last name, and I've known you for a while so now. It's for, yeah, for anyone, <laughs> anyone that's out there, it's a Joen, so okay. kind of like Zsa Zsa Gabor. You know, I, are you too young for Zsa Zsa Gabor? I you have probably no don't idea even, who that is, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah see? I just always read fine. your name with like a Q in it for some reason. Yeah. Like, I just I, assume there's a Q. I get that a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on mail, sometimes they'll put like a Q or they'll change the U to a V, too. It just like seems like it wants to have a Q where I the agree. O is, but I like agree. it's not there. So yeah. it, it asks for it, really, is what, yeah. what it is. So, it but does. Thank, thank you for being it. on the Halloween show and for dressing up so wonderfully. So, what, what, are you, what can you say you are? Is this your Halloween costume or is this? Yeah, a- so it's actually funny. I had a, a Halloween party and I. I completely just didn't have time to finish the costume I was intending to do. Yeah. So I went into my like costume wardrobe and I was like, what should I wear? And I just kind of found like some green stuff and I have a goosebump <laughs> shirt and I was like, I'm just going to be a goosebump. I love goosebumps. <laughs> so I'm a singular goosebump. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like fear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I decided to keep the costume for today so that I, I didn't I have to. It think anything else up i love it yeah i am um i think i said a i am uh what's his name harry potter dressing up as a clown for halloween but it's a little chilly out so he's got a hat on too i see yeah it works we match no one in a sense i don't think anyone's going along with it and special guest in in, in the studio today as well um we've got andrew gleason why don't you come just Poke your head in here um, from Lucky Buzz, and uh, <laughs> there he is. Is he in there? You get him in the shot. <laughs> and uh, Seed and Stone Cider, and we're drinking some of that. Uh, and they're a, they're a sponsor of the show. So what do you think of this? This is the pumpkin. This is the mead, right, yeah, pumpkin Andrew? Spice so pumpkin spice mead, kind of drier. Um, and I thought it would be very impromptu for it's good today's show. Yeah, so. pumpkin spice. Salud, happy Halloween um, to those that uh, celebrate and. Um, Kaylin, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a while since I seen you. We were just talking yes. a, a few minutes before we started here about the last time I, I got to see you. And apparently, you were at the what was the name of that thing? Too is the Woof, Woof and Wine. Am I, am I mistaken? The name of that thing? What was the name of that oh, event yeah. that we were at? Um, I don't really remember. Yeah. I just went because it was like dogs and cider. Yeah. <laughs> well, pit, oh, it was the Pipple Pipple Rescue thing. That's what that was. That um, sense. But apparently, Kaylin was there, and I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see you, and you waved to me. I, I think I had a couple of drinks. To he be waved honest. back. Yeah, it was another I was cider an place. Fan. Don't don't hate me. I was at at uh, Blue Barn here, but um, it was just because I was playing a show. Don't don't worry, Andrew. Don't worry. Um, but before that, we had played a show, I think, together, and I think it was. I don't remember what what the venue was here in Rochester. That probably were. like Love and Cup, maybe. Yeah, it might have been. Do you do you still go and do Love and Cup, like the open mics or anything there? No, no, no? I haven't been there in a while. It's a great place, yeah. but it's been a while for sure. Yeah, you moved out of town too, out of Rochester for a little while, didn't you? Or you've been here the? Um, no, I've been around. I I'm in Rochester a lot actually, but yeah. I I don't know. I guess I just haven't really been out at the you know like 
singing venues. Yeah, I just haven't really been there. I think uh, COVID kind of like it mm. really slowed my um, your mojo. My outing as far mm. as just doing live shows. Yeah. Um, and then recently, I've been doing you know a few more. Like I did the Pride Fest, and I did. Yeah, I saw that. There was all sorts of like dancers and. Yeah. Was it hoop artists or? Um. So I had like Hoopla Troop up there with me, and they are. Are you part of that? Do you do the? I am part of it to an extent. Like I'm not like I, I don't hula hoop, so I'm not like fully. But like I do aerial arts, hmm. so. We'll do things together so all is, the time. What is aerial arts like? Um, so aerial arts is going to be your, like, the silks that hang in the air. Oh, yeah. And, like, the hoops and the trapeze. I definitely should not be allowed to do that. Oh, you should try it. I will fall on my face. <laughs> Good thing you have a big nose. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to cushion myself yeah, as I fall. It'll help. <laughs> um, how'd you get into doing that stuff? That seems... Uh, so, I got into it, and I teach it. I'm an instructor. Oh, do you? Yeah, at Aerial Arts oh, of we'll Rochester. Oh, we'll have to take some, some classes. Yeah, you can What's take the name some of it? classes. Aerial Arts of Rochester. Yeah, so if you're learning to, looking to learn some of that stuff right here, Caitlin can teach you. Um, yes. So, when, when did you get into it? Was it a few years ago? or? Um. So... I started Aerial Arts because I was throwing EDM shows, hmm. and I decided that I thought it was really cool when you saw... Um, like aerialists at these shows, and I was like, "Well, I should just learn how to do it so that I can, you know, do it at my own shows." Yeah. Plus, it gave me an excuse to get on the stage, and you know, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny because when I was a kid, I always was like, "If my music doesn't take off and I don't become like a famous star, I'm gonna join the circus. Like, I don't even care if I'm scooping <laughs> elephant poop. Like, whatever it is, I'm gonna be in the circus because it's magical, and I yeah. just need magic in my life." Um, and it's just funny because I ever so happened to end up doing circus arts <laughs> as yeah, well cir- as music. The, the but circus, I think, can be both magical and probably awful, especially if you're like traveling real. with the circus. Yeah, I think it can no. it can get uh, it can get crazy. Yeah. I think. I think it depends on the kind of circus. I feel like you know, since not being a kid and learning a lot of things about like the actual circus has not been not everything's great about it but um but the aerial arts aspect would you do would you do like a circus how do you say that circus delay circus delay delay. or would you do like like one of those down and dirty traveling circuses that have like both all the all the uh, either or (laughs) i mean circus delay is like the aerialist dream to be yeah to be Uh, part of that company i knew something yeah no you you do like that one (laughs) hits right on the nose like that's Uh, uh, wait wait let's cut let's cut to (laughs) on the what What is it on on the nose uh-huh. Uh, on the con nose, yeah. <laughs> specifically. You're supposed to cut to Actually, the close-up. Actually, I'm sorry. Up. It's Harry Potter with the con nose. nose. Um, so did you ever actually think about joining an actual circus? Um, so much, uh, I feel like, easier said than done, you mm. know? it's it's So aerial arts in general is, like, becoming, like, a very uh, big thing, and... I mean, there's some really skilled acrobatics that actually get on these tours, but I have an extra special trick hmm. that I do that not a lot of people do. Um, I sing while like uh-huh. hanging off an apparatus, holding somebody else. Um, huh. So I actually almost, I was like this close to getting on AGT with... Oh, really? Team. Yeah, I worked with a producer for a few months um, that was trying to like push me did you onto the show did you try out for it or anything or was it so i sat in a audition reel and then somebody reached back and they're like oh this is super cool i really want to work with you and so like the first day she gave me three days to get a song to get a full aerial routine together um and and i work with a partner because that's the person i hold up in the air uh so she's like three days happens to be the same because i throw a charity edm show every year so it happens to be Um, I throw a rave for a cause. It's actually coming up uh, December 8th. Oh, awesome. Yes. Uh, So that is, and uh, the EDM artist, Wooly, is his name. Nice. He plays the show every year because he kind of started it, but he's really big. He plays with, you know, Excision, if people don't know EDM. Um, But 
he's you know he's made it really big but he still comes back and does the show in rochester every year because even though he's grown it's to give back to um the open door mission yeah oh that's a great great uh yeah you know helps the homeless giving back to the community so uh Hmm. my little company secret sound host the event every year nice uh so but when i was auditioning it happened to be the same weekend of that show same uh weekend as our like aerial arts student showcase as well which i had eight students in that show um and then my power ended up going out that weekend and i had a gig like that following monday um doing art department on someone's music video and everything was just like See, I'm not the only, I'm not the Crazy. only one that's doing a million things all at all at once. Oh no, I think yeah, it's like the, the artist lifestyle. Yeah, you the know? life of a creative is like you're constantly. You know, Andrew, you're you're kind of the same way. Even though it's like a business, he's running it, like running running something like that is the same kind of thing. It's just constantly oh, like yeah. you're you're trying to put stuff together. So, mm-hmm. um, I know that you also put out uh, a song recently with uh, someone, right? So what uh, what's yes. the the single that you got out right uh, now? Because so unholy um you can find it on spotify um <laughs> and I t- and is it called itunes apple music all that, all that oh yeah it's on all the stuff but i guess like we promote spotify i yeah. feel like the most yeah, yeah. these days um but yeah it's it's uh, it's the cover of unholy and i did that with amanda lee Piers, and that was a definitely a fun project because working with her has been great honestly yeah. and she was on a similar like a yeah. America's Got Talent I think it was The Voice, the voice. right? Was yep. she was on The Voice uh, so she's really good and has like a really unique style yeah. I would say but I feel like we definitely complement each other uh, when we sing together so that's been really fun we've done uh, a show at Roar we've done a couple Pride Fest together and so I was like we should do a cover together and this seems like a fun one so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, when you integrate, uh, is it usually your? I mean, obviously you're not you're not gonna be able to play an instrument while you're hanging and holding someone I've and tried. singing, right? <laughs> I well, I have hung from my knees and played guitar huh. um, and sang. Up, so you're are you upside? So you're upside down yeah, when you're playing guitar. That one's hard because it's really difficult to. I don't think you have to say because you don't have to you don't have to clarify why that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's holding down. the guitar itself upside yeah, down upside it's down. like a weird because it wants to hit you in the face <laughs> <laughs> did you have any like special like straps to you no, while you were trying to do it i when i and i haven't like really pushed the attempts on this like i kind of just lately tried it one day i had to just kind of hold it weird with like my arm and squeeze it you know give it a good hug yeah. while i was upside down <laughs> trying to play it but it was unique i haven't really uh pressed that skill too much yet but yeah i think the closest probably the closest i've come to that is trying to do like a moonwalk once maybe while i was but obviously that's not even close to, <laughs> to that kind of thing i can't dance i tried to do learn waltz try to learn yeah yeah i'm all right i'm all right can, can you dance at all? Mm. Are you coordinated in that way? I mean, not? I always tell people I cannot because yeah. it's just not my, like, <laughs> comfortability zone, I guess. But obviously when we do, like, routines and things like that, I do have to do some dancing or, like, chair dancing we do, um, which at the Pride Show uh, I had the Hoopla Troop doing, like, the mixture of chair dancing, um, hula hooping, which I'm all about putting on a good show. Like that's my thing. Yeah. Um, so even, I think, you know. I think audiences now too are definitely looking for more out of a show too. Like I think it, once you add stuff like that into it, um, it, it definitely draws people into, because I feel like, yeah, definitely like you go to a, a, you know, a festival or something and you see, you know, regular bands playing and stuff like that. Um, if, if they're known people, you know, people can get into it, but I think if there's something else going on during it, it's it always lends to the entertainment value of it yeah. um maybe i'll have to have you come out and do some some aerial stuff some during tricks. one of my shows yeah. <laughs> i've always thought about integrating something like that like a uh, either like dance or um uh abby who was uh, i haven't had abby on the show yet um but they were um they're part of like a burlesque uh, thing too and i thought mm-hmm. about integrating that somehow into the you know into one of our shows i just don't I don't, it's I don't, fun it yeah. really like that's kind of my ultimate goal is just put on like a full show. do you want to do like a theater um not exactly i want to use like uh 
my music, I suppose. I've even thought about just getting like a bunch of local, like local artists and kind of taking all of our different, like using one of our songs, you know, from each local artist or whoever wants to be part of it and kind of using it to put together like a storyline. And then hmm. I have like, you know, all my acrobatic people and kind of make it into a show, hmm. like almost like a story, but not maybe like a super like strong storyline, but like still kind of there for interpretation yeah. um, kind of thing. And you, um, you've done the, the Fringe Festival, right? Before? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In I, Rochester. Yeah. Did you do it this past year? So I do, did it this past year with the aerial arts. Um, so is that crew. that's the show that you were talking about, right? Um, so, uh, so that was just so this year we've done a couple. So I did it last year as well. I usually do some sort of singing routine when I perform for that for that particular um, festival. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of like this year we did like a children's show hmm. and it was about mermaids and I was a mermaid <laughs> queen um, and then. The year before was kind of just like a cabaret in a sense. Like it was like a musical review where it was different songs, but we kind of were like, I was like a bartender, I guess. But then like I came out and did like my little performance. And then, (laughs) um, and then there was like just like a bunch of different acts kind of put together, but like a similar theme. But it's really fun to to watch it. Uh, People, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I really love the the multimedia thing. We did. two shows now two or three i think it's three i've done uh for the fringe festival and every time it's something similar kind of what you were talking about where it's a combination of like a story almost like it's theater but or musical theater but it's not really so i have like my original music baked into Mm it um but there's a story behind and then it's like a short story you know what i mean it's not like a full yeah uh, novel or whatever something that follows like a topic almost but not necessarily has to be super direct but either way i think just incorporating i'm really like my a huge part of my artistry in general is like i love making music videos um and coming up with the concepts and i love putting on a show like you know things that make people think or feel and i think music in general does that but when you can really kind of make it visual for people it hits that much more do you tend to think about when you're writing songs like the whole visual experience of it too or does it come does it come to you a little bit differently? And I think it depends. Um, so there's two songs I've put out that are really, I guess, strong between the music video and the song itself. And so uh, people know that I like have a I have a girlfriend, and like I came out with a song called "Like a Girl," and I had written that song um, in the beginning of my and her relationship. And it's basically just being like, I never meant to like a girl and kind of like the experience of figuring out that I could have feelings for, um, that happens to me every time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just to let you know, Caitlin, it's it's every time. How can I possibly, um, (laughs) how how, how possibly, um, but yeah, so I, uh, kind of wrote the song about that and I had this like, I don't know. In my head, I knew. I was like, I cannot tell anybody until I release this song because I am an artist and I need to go big. And, you know, it took a while to get <laughs> oh, the song done. Oh, so that was done. like, a, like a, a coming out yes. kind of song? So it took me maybe like a huh. year to was get the song. Was that scary for you um, to do that a little bit? I was definitely ready by the time of the release because, like I said, like it took about a year between recording the song and then doing the music video for the song. Hmm. And, um, so by the time we released it, I was like, you know, she was kind of like, you know, just keeping it a secret kind of. So she knew that it was about her. Oh yeah. Like I had sent this, this song was like part of our relationship. Like me sending Mm. her the song being like, Oh, I wrote this about you. (laughs) Um, but then everyone like, you know, we had a couple like tight unit friends, um, that were kind of both of our friends that did know, and I showed them the song, and it was like, oh, I'm going to cry because it's so cute. And yeah. I was like, this song, I'm like, I got to do something <laughs> special with it. So it was how I came out to like the majority of my friends and my family. And it was just like, I kind of promoted the song. Um, and that was what was so fun about the art of it is that when I, even the photographer, I told her that I wanted a song that, I have a song called Like a Girl, and the image I'm looking for in these photographs is something that kind of like, is about more like 
being super girly, mm. um, or like that image or that aspect that people have where like you have to be like super girly about things. So even when I told the foot, foot, uh, photographer, which the reason I didn't tell her what it was really about is because I wanted to have this image where it was just like about being a girl, like, you know, being all dramatic with my long nails and like sparkles <laughs> and my little princess crown and my tutu that I had in, yeah. on in the photos. And that's how I promoted it. Um, which was why it was really fun when it's like, okay, this is what people expect. But then I released the song in the music video video and it's like, I never meant to like a girl. Hmm. And, um, like we had like this closet that we built and, um, like it <laughs> opens up at the end and it has all my like things, like my actual things from childhood. Um, oh, no shit. So like yeah, in like that, what what are a couple of things from um like like a teddy bear I'm guessing. Um, so I have like a, um I'm like I'm thinking Teletubby but that is not accurate. Um, oh, those little fluffy like gremlins. What are they called? I'm like having a mind block. Furby, thank you. Oh Furby. Yeah, so I had my Furby in there, my American Girl well, you, doll. You probably weren't. You're probably not old enough for Care Bears, right? Care Bears are probably before um, you remember Care I Bears, right? I do know what Care Bears are because my <laughs> older cousin had Care Bears. I used to have a rain with the rainbow guy. They had like a little rainbow on his head. Yeah, it's like Care a Bears light are blue. cute. I love that thing. I love that thing. So, for some <laughs> but yeah, so everything about like that song and that release and like between the photos, music video, how it was released, it was very like thought out. And was like a really artistic project for me. Another one I'll just kind of quickly go over is my naked song and video. That song I had been terrified to release because it says "fuck me" in it. Hmm. And at the time, I feel like especially you didn't weren't hearing that quite as much in music as what you are now. <clears throat> and at least when I wrote it. And so even like you know my producer on it was like, "Are you sure you want to go this way?" <laughs> like it kind of says something about it's, you. As uh, let me say something though. So, yeah. so it's very especially if especially if your your primary source of income when you first start out making music and and being an entertainer and doing that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and you have a day job and you have all this and you're releasing music, sometimes it's very, like, personal and very vulnerable stuff. But in addition to that, sometimes you want to say things that maybe are a little, risk, you know, risque, let's say, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there can be this fear to put that stuff out there because um, you don't know how people are going to necessarily react, especially maybe your employers or things like that. So you tend to, like, hold back a little bit, but you, you ended up going forward with it, I would assume, right? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. So... Especially after hearing that from, like, my, like, producer, like, are you sure? I'm like, he's like, it's not something I'd want my daughter to listen to. Mm. And I was like, well, I think that's why I need to do it. Because it's kind of just, like, breaking that, like, I don't know, that boundary of, like, it's okay to be, like, a little promiscuous even sometimes or like you know just honest like yeah. we're human and and so that's what i made the music video about was just like we all kind of like label each other and give each other this image based on like one piece of information or one fact that we assume and everyone in the music video like kind of writes on each other's foreheads whenever like they just like they see them and we're getting everyone's kind of assumptions and thoughts and mm. in the video like um i end up like everyone's writing like basically like slut, fat, whatever, all over me. And I kind of like get up at the end of the music video and I just, I walk out naked, basically. Like, obviously you don't see anything in the video, yeah. but walk you, out were, naked. Were you actually like... When I filmed it, I did have to film it naked. <laughs> were, you, were you like... Um, I mean, so we had like the majority of the people there look away, but... Uh, <laughs> did you catch... A- couple of side eyes no i think to... they were just like yeah we'll look oh, away they like they were on. like yeah we're, we're not <laughs> gonna look yeah. um but like obviously the some of the film guys had they had yeah, to obviously. be looking um <laughs> yeah, it's a video, right? but sometimes to get like that like image you you actually have to do things naked. so let me ask you this because i know the first the first one that you're talking about like a girl um you know is about someone specifically right but when you write music at least when i write music too you tend to think about the audience that large that's going to be listening to it right so while you want to be i guess specific to the experience that you're having you also want people to be able to let's say relate to it right did you take any artistic uh leeway with i guess the the writing of it to make it more um so actually the um since you brought up like a girl too there is a specific line in that song and it's hard to have this conversation like um 
when so one of the lines was um they say it's not a choice but for me it is and when you hear that like a lot of people especially in the lgbtq community it can sound very um i guess not correct if you don't understand what it means to Mm. me and so even when i wrote it now that's that line means a lot to me but when i wrote it i had um, a couple friends that did that did know and you know my girlfriend of course and i was like does this line bother you? Because if it comes off incorrect, I don't want to keep it in the song. But what it meant to me was that being somebody that um, could, like I I like men as well. Um, So being somebody that didn't have to, I started realizing I was having feelings for like, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a woman. And so I'm not someone that had to follow that pathway. Like I could have chosen maybe not following my heart, but chosen like the easier like pathway out of it. And it can't, it doesn't change like that. I I don't have the choice about who I have feelings for, who like those feelings develop for. That's not what that means, which was what I was worried it was going to come off as. Um, But what it means is that for me, I didn't have to follow this pathway. I, I chose to, and it does change things uh, for my life and what that means for me. And and it would have been easier in some ways in my life to have not followed that route, but I'm very happy that I did because I'm in a very happy relationship. Um, I didn't want to ask, but you're still with. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're still together. (laughs) Now that you alluded to it. No, no, it was, it was great. That's okay. Um, So, uh, but basically I, so I asked, I did, I did try to get some approval, uh, from people out of the, like, you know, queer community just because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't saying something that could potentially be insulting. But when I released the song, there were a few people on um, the internet that did uh, comment and ask about it. And I think once I explained what it meant, they were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it definitely was something that I was worried about, but ultimately, um, it's really important to me to stay true in my music. Um, and so uh, I'll tell you this. And, and again, I, I, I think, you know, as I grow older, I'm in my, my, uh, late teens now. <laughs> now I'm in my, I'm in my mid, almost mid forties now. Um, but when you're when you're honest about um how you feel and you're honest about what um who you are and you just are who you are there's going to be people that you know take or are offended by what you do or don't like what you're doing but ultimately it's not as i get older it's not their life um to choose what what makes you happy or what's going to give you fulfillment you know so i think that um as I grow older, I don't think it's, um, while you want to kind of, uh, think about that, I'm just me. Um, and I think Kaylin, you're a wonderful person. So just being you, I think brings more to the world, whether or not, uh, you know, someone is going to think that that's, um, you know, that offends them or not, uh, I think is inconsequential. I think that you being the honest version of you is probably the best thing that you could bring to the world. So, um, and while, yeah, you obviously you want to make sure you're not, you know, you're not saying things or whatever that, that, uh, you know, are blatantly disrespectful. I think being authentically you is probably the best thing that you can, you know, you can do in life and it's just something i've learned over time to stop uh worrying about as much you know what yeah and i definitely think i mean for me personally i'm definitely kind of a people pleaser and i do try mm. to but i also do believe that there are some things too as we get older that um you know come forth and like people are expressing how they feel something or like why they feel something and it's easy when it's easy when you haven't lived something to uh, not fully be able to understand it. Like I'm a firm believer that regardless of what it is in life, like we try to make decisions, even when it comes to politics about like, you know, why we believe in something. But if we haven't actually experienced something that directly relates to it ourselves, it can be hard to a hundred percent like, uh, be understanding, I guess is what I'm, you know, trying to say. So I try but I, and I do believe in being yourself, and, and I did keep that line because what it meant to me was really important uh, for the do you meaning feel of the song. Now, but, like after releasing some of those songs, you know, you had like the experience with the one song, like the the "fuck me" line in there, right, where you've you've expressed it, and then oh, you know, 
from experience, I guess, oh, nothing really bad happened by me expressing myself kind of honestly, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I guess maybe you had a little bit of pushback on it, right? Um, but do you find yourself being more and more open to, you know, being authentically, you know, my music, you and your music yeah. now? I, so when I started writing, like I... I had tried writing as a kid and it just wasn't really hitting and it was a really like tragic loss in my life that caused me to start writing. So in general, my music has developed from like some of the hardest, like most vulnerable pieces of my life. And so I feel like in general, I've always stayed pretty true and honest in uh, what I write, but um, I think, I don't know. I just, I feel like in general, I'm always going to be a little bit making sure that if, that I, that I understand what I'm saying, because I think that sometimes artists do put out music that even recently there's been songs that have been quite controversial. And the reason that they're controversial is because although like the artists, you know, might say, no, it means this, it means that, um, sometimes you can't, uh, there's there's a truth in what they're saying. If they don't fully understand what they're saying, how it affects people, I think it's partially your job, in a sense, to understanding what your words mean to those that are listening at the same time. Because regardless, at the end of the day, like regardless what you do of what you do mean with what you're trying to say, if they can be like um, construed to mean something completely different for like the like vast majority of people listening to it. Um, that's not, I don't, I don't want my music to mean something to people that it doesn't mean. Like I want yeah. my songs to hit people and for them to be able to feel and understand what I do mean, because if it means anything else that I'm not like, you know, supportive of myself, then I wouldn't want that to happen either. And that's why like with that song, I did ask, you know, my yeah. queer friends, like what they felt about the line and if it made sense and if it was something I should keep or not, because if it did come off in a way that it wasn't intended, um, to the vast majority at least, or if it wasn't something that I could explain and know that people would truly understand, uh, it's not something I would have wanted to keep. I had, um, I forget which uh, guest in the last few episodes I, I talked about this with, but um, part of your job as a communicator and as like a songwriter or whatever, when because you're, you're trying to communicate to large, you know, large amounts of people or whatever, um, it's never the listener's job to. So you can't think of it when you're communicating for the listener should understand what you're saying. It's your job as the communicator to be able to portray right what you mean. And and I, I brought about uh, uh, some quote from Tony Robbins, of all people, right? The motivational speaker. And he said, I forget if it was in like a speech he did or something. He was talking about when you say, when you're in a relationship with someone and you say, I love you. If your method of saying I love you is like kicking the person in the face, right? And you're like, why don't they understand that I'm saying I love you by kicking you in the face, by kicking them in the face, right? It's not their fault that they're not getting I love you from that thing. It's your job to change the way you're communicating in order to get your message across to the, you know, to people. So what, what, no kicking people in the face but that's what that's what he had said you know uh, and he's like you know so you have to change the way you're communicating in order to actually get appropriately get your you know your message across so that's i think kind of what you're saying is that you want to understand what what the um the understanding is of what you're yeah you know what you're communicating yeah. um so when do you, i know you, I, I don't have to get into all the details of of why you started writing but when did you actually start writing music and and um. songs so I started when I was a teenager, um, not to like, you know, go into the full story just because of time and whatnot, yeah. but um, my cousin was shot and killed and Jesus. we were the same age. We were very close and that was like, obviously it's still hard for me, nah. but um, I'm like such a baby about were, it. Were but you already <laughs> a musician before? I always was a singer and I was trying to like learn guitar and I was trying to learn how to write music, but like the first like full song I wrote came because um, a teacher actually sent me a quote that says we must embrace pain and burn it as fuel for our journey. <laughs> um, so the song was actually called Burn It Up based off of that quote. And, and you wrote it, did you write it on guitar? Mm -hmm. And I, I wrote it on guitar and um, I, it kind of led me on this whole like journey of using my music to 
to help people because after I wrote that song, I was just able to write and I, you know, did definitely write a lot of music at the time about what had happened and like the experience and going through it just because there was like a lot, like there was like a trial and there was just so much. Um, so there's a lot, uh, but did you ever release that? Um, I did, but it was when I was much younger. So, you know, I did it with like an album that I just recorded at home. And so like the album itself isn't anything great. Like it's just like a home, you know, teenager recorded, you know, uh, little album that I just, I didn't really know what I was doing recording wise, but, um, but I definitely feel like, uh, it what, was. What were you recording on? Did you record on a I computer? Don't even, so my dad had some random like equipment. There was like one of those like I don't even know. Like I literally don't know what anything is, but it's <laughs> yeah. like one of those like boards. A yeah, that you like just plug in, and then you can kind of change the levels, and then was it a sing cassette over deck? it. Like a cassette in there, or was it a digital? No, I okay. believe it. It was hooked up to the computer. Hmm. I don't even. I literally don't even barely un, like know what <laughs> yeah. I was doing, but. Um, but I did do it and I had like, you know, harmonies, like one of my friends came in and I also like, I love harmonizing. So I like a lot of that just had like harmonies all over the place that I had kind of just, you know, thrown in there. But, um, but yeah, no, I ended up, uh, so somebody else, some other, uh, young girl ended up dying, um, like a month later and, uh, my aunt had given her mom a copy of the song and, she ended up, or no, I, maybe I gave it to her. I don't know. But she met with my aunt to like talk just cause they both lost kids like at the same age. And she told my aunt that she was listening to it every day and singing to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's like kind of how I, uh, so you were like, Oh, I, I liked that feeling of I knew, being like, able to, yeah. Like it was like my kind <clears throat> of like, uh, mission, I guess, or job to like help people with my music. So I ended up giving like motivational speeches for a while like in uh, hmm. like high school classrooms just about like how to overcome the hard things that might happen in life or just like whatever it is that you're dealing with kind of using art and whatnot was like the theory I suppose and uh so I've just kind of you know I've I don't do that quite as much as what I once did but at the end of the day like my music like when I write it even if it is something that sounds more promiscuous there's usually some sort of like deeper meaning or like a a reason that that maybe empowers me or made me feel empowered in the moment and i just want my music to be something that uh lets people know that they're not alone in Hmm. whatever it is that they're feeling or you know going through and even now um like my brother he's been in the hospital for over a year and like so many things, yeah, I have such a hard time. <laughs> I have such a stuff. hard time when it uh, comes to talking about my music and where it came from because, yeah. like, where it comes from really is like. But that's. So I think that's a intense. good thing, and I think that that you have that. That's why music is so one powerful for people to listen to because if it comes from an emotional place, there's a lot of people out there that also have those feelings and have felt that stuff. So if they can relate to something that you're doing, I think it makes people feel not alone right um and i think that um you know if you write uh, which which i kind of want to get into too like how you go about writing a song Mm -hmm. right where that comes from that sort of thing i kind of asked that of of most of the guests here uh on the show but like i think if it comes from some place that's that's raw and emotional um I, i think those are the best you know, that's the best music, right? That's the, those are the best songs. Yeah. So do you sit down and intentionally go to write something or does it kind of just come from, let's say you have an experience and you're like, I need to write something about that. Like, how do you approach your songwriting? I would say like, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a mixture of both. I'll get this, like when I'm ready to write something, I just like feel it. And it might not even be like, I know what I'm going to write about specifically, but I just like, know inside like I have to I think it's just like having some sort of energy that you need to get out and um so usually I'll just whether it's piano or guitar I'll sit down and I just kind of start so you playing play piano too yeah <laughs> I try I'm not a, a good piano player I don't know that I'm a fantastic guitar player or neither keyboard player I'm, however I'm or singer myself <laughs> I think, but that's the thing when you're an artist, like as long as you, it's more than just being a fantastic guitar player or a fantastic keyboard player or a fantastic singer. Like it's so much more than that. It's 
it's about like what you put together and how what we're talking about how it makes people feel um so but yeah for me I'll just kind of sit down and like whatever comes out of my mouth kind of like whatever like the feeling is that's like on the guitar or on the piano um and it's usually some sort of projection of what I'm feeling in that moment um do you usually start with the, the like the instrumental parts of it or do you start with a lyric and then add music typically the instrumental is what i start with um because that just kind of gives me like like i start kind of like um like the like the melody will come out of it first and then maybe like a line that i like and then i'm like okay and then by the time i get to the verses now i just like know what i'm trying to say and like can like just kind of throw the words in and do you do the mumble thing where you you're writing something and you just kind of mumble stuff for a little bit and then kind of a line ends up coming out of it and then you yeah you know, you flesh usually, that. usually i'm trying to normalize that so people know that that's a normal thing to do when it is. Writing songs, no, it totally that's how is. i write too it totally yeah. is but i i also think it just it depends like there has been times where i have just kind of written lyrics but the problem for me for doing that is like a lot of time it just doesn't fit right once you try to put it mm. onto the yeah. music i feel like a lot of times so i feel like having like the music with it really sets it in stone but um but it really depends i but for the most part it's just kind of grab an instrument see what melody happens and then pretty much immediately i and i don't take a long time to write once i start writing like i am like it's out it's gonna it be finished kind of within, it. yeah you know, two of times of me. Sometimes I do have to take a break and I'm like, all right, my brain's had enough right now. I'm going to come back to this yeah. in, you know, a day or two. But for the most part, it's just like, I just finish it right away. Where did your family, were your, any of your family members musicians and stuff? Um, yeah. So my, um, so my dad is, or I grew up and he was a, like a high school band teacher. So huh. he plays pretty much every single instrument except for like he really doesn't play drums but um but we had you know a piano like a grand piano in our house we had a music room and um did he let you go in there and and mess around when you're yes and you would think i was um i would be a much better piano player or guitar (laughs) player than what i am because he is so absolutely talented however um i think it's a lot easier said than done to learn from your parent and i think that that's one um like mistake in general that I feel like parents when they have a skill they like try to teach their kids and like sometimes it works out great for people but I honestly (laughs) I feel like a lot of the times um it works out best to have a different teacher for that because it's hard sometimes like you're kind of at like this battle um so it was really hard I think to actually learn from him but he was there for me uh when I needed like if I was like I don't know how to play this chord Hmm. he'd be like it's this and he'd show me oh, and plus he's yeah. a music teacher so yeah. it's probably actually excellent to like be able to show you exactly my see my dad's a guitar player too so i was always like around musicians my older brother was a musician well, both of them much better guitar players than me they know all the technical stuff i, I couldn't tell you sometimes what are the chords i'm um, coming up with right but i watched it i'll tell you this um you guys know the band nirvana you ever heard of the nirvana never heard of you ever heard of the Nirvana, no idea. The, the Kurtz Cobain? <laughs> so <laughs> there's in some interview I just saw recently on on like uh, those YouTube shorts thing or whatever, and it's him talking about uh, being like they were like, oh, how does it feel to be the you know the biggest um, you know rock musician or whatever and uh, right now and. Um, Whatever he's like, I don't even know how what the chords I'm playing are. I don't know what they are. I, I, he's like, I know less than every single musician that I know. But he ended up being probably one of the most prolific songwriter, you know, uh, the the most important songwriters of that era, um, just because he was writing stuff just from pure emotion, almost. You know, um, I, I think that. Uh, I don't know if his family had musicians in it, but I tend to find like people that are musicians now um you know in their their current lives like their family had you know there's always music kind of around them it was like a language that was being spoken was your mom a musician too so that's i was laughing my mom played um some piano um and she would sing a little bit my dad also sings and my mom wasn't into it like the way that my dad is but she still did a lot and like our family is the kind of family that would you know 
be getting like a pudding out of the fridge and like singing and harmonizing about it kind of thing like (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a musical just did you say getting pudding out of the fridge yeah like i just i say that one specifically because i remember me and my brother like singing a pudding song like getting pudding out of the fridge um and it's just can you remember it no i really don't remember i just know we kind of were laughing because it was just so typical but um just still funny at the same time that like we're like yeah we are we're actually doing this right now like we're singing about taking the pudding out of the fridge because <laughs> we apparently were really excited about eating it <laughs> so what um so you've got the the unholy cover right um uh what do you have anything else that's upcoming maybe that we can we can um, kind of talk about and get yeah. uh, get people interested in what you're you so, know what's coming up for you here this hasn't been like hugely announced yet actually at all because I'm just not at that phase of the process with it yet but um not to like you know get back into it but my brother so he uh had a brain injury and he went to the hospital and we weren't sure if he was going to live and um he he hasn't like done there's actually one song of mine um that you I think you can find it on SoundCloud um but I don't even remember actually if it's on there still to be honest so don't take my word for that but um I think it is though uh so I did like an original album more around the time that we were actually performing together and it's called um on my way my brother actually wrote that song and I liked it so much and it was like the first song he wrote but I liked it so much I was like is your brother old older I need this um he's younger by two years by one day (laughs) so you guys played music together too then so that's the thing so he doesn't like he lightly plays guitar he's like written like you know that one song that was like really good he has like this talent inside of him that he's never really like fully uh taken advantage of but so he had written um he was starting to write a song and uh he had sent me the like melody to the chorus just Hmm. like on a cell phone recording and he was like what do you think of this and i was like that's fun just you know you gotta you gotta finish it um but when he went into the hospital and he wasn't like fully there i would um like he really wasn't there at all but i would uh play his like i found the track in my phone like i looked through my text messages for it and i would put it in his ear and like whenever i played it like his eyes would move Hmm. and it was like he liked it we're like okay he likes when i play this for him because he like listening to himself which i can't blame him you know (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's nice to listen to yourself um but so it was just funny and i decided i was like you know what i'm gonna finish the song for him and uh, i took it to so i work with uh sam plizzy and johnny cummings a whole lot um nice and they like you know produce my songs for the most part so i i was like is it possible to take this phone recording and possibly put it into a song if i finish it and maybe like distort it to make it like work you know radio Mm. quality and they're like yeah we can figure something out so i finished the song um but then my brother was basically a miracle and he you know came back to being him which was Excellent. everyone was telling us wasn't going to happen um but he, and he's still you know in the hospital and he's you know working on yeah trying to walk and you know he's he's pushing through it but um but because he is able to talk and be him he actually was able to get into the recording studio and oh, no um sing the part in the song himself uh and then i'm singing like the other parts of it that's amazing so i'm not gonna like go into all the details about the song but it's kind of that's gonna be something you'll be yeah for sure coming out with um that's amazing (laughs) i think it's gonna be it's it's just like another like song that just means a lot to me because it's you know talking about that you know experience where you don't know what's gonna happen and it's just like this need to have faith Mm. um and having no option or like there's nothing you can do except for like when when all is the worst it can get like it can only go up and i guess that kind of was hmm. the my thought while writing it at the very least yeah so music's amazing too like like you said when you were you know holding uh, your phone up and, and listening to it. music has this way of of like breaching barriers of things somehow mm-hmm. like magically no I, it, I it, it totally does and um, so I'm, I'm excited for that song to be, cause it's different. Uh, it's got a different tone to it just because it's not, it's based off something I didn't personally write. Yeah. Uh, so did you integrate, like, is it his song written and then 
or is it you've integrated like that recording somehow into your song so we didn't end up keeping the recording itself because he ended up being able to sing on it but we did base the writing (coughs) off of it because we thought initially that we were going to have to use this recording Hmm. um so it's based around this melody that he had originally written which ends up being like the chorus Hmm. of the song um but then like the verses are where i sing and where i take kind of lead is for that part of the song and it's kind of like it's kind of like supposed to be from like two different viewpoints almost like you know him kind of being in you know this la la land yeah. at the moment and me like being like you know on the outs kind of skirts of it singing about that hmm. um which again that'll be another conversation yeah. once the song is actually out but um well, i'm excited to, to hear yeah i'm definitely excited about it i know it's going to be a lot of work before it actually comes out because it's one that i'm probably going to want to do a music video for don't you know take my word for that right now because who knows but um i end up to yeah a lot of times i end up doing like lyric videos for stuff because i I just don't i have no desire to be on camera even though i'm on camera all the fucking time kayla (laughs) i get that highly yeah yeah, to do like the music video thing but um let me ask you this um so one uh go download unholy or is it even downloading yes. now streaming you right? can stream unholy it's me and amanda lee peers and you can find it on spotify or any of the other fun streaming sites that you like to use it's even on youtube so check that one out for sure yeah and then let's say i, I asked this of everyone that kind of comes on so if you were going to give advice to let's say a young songwriter someone just starting out uh in the let's say music industry or swinging from uh swinging from ropes and and hoops and and the like um what advice i i guess would you give to to someone out there in the world just starting to kind of express themselves um unfortunately (laughs) i would say definitely like people i feel like as musicians and artists hate the fact that we have to use social media to to promote ourselves but right now it's one of the best ways to kind of get heard especially the good old tiktok um (laughs) and and it's hard it's hard but if you can look at your music i feel like as um more of like a business and like you know um how you're marketing yourself i think not forgetting to do that is really important i feel like had i understood that better myself when i was younger that like my social media would be a little bit more popping and uh maybe i'd be further to than where i am right now but um to me i think that's just like it's like a huge thing not to forget you do have to put yourself out there and be creative and think outside the box when it comes to how you're going to promote yourself because promoting yourself is a huge aspect in that regard but if you're not trying to get heard which i don't think is quite usual for a music artist (laughs) then you know just have fun and be yourself and be authentic which i think you should be doing either way yeah and i think that ends up coming across but you're absolutely correct like getting getting out there and and, uh, social media i struggle with that so much like wanting to be on there the only reason i'm on like facebook and all that uh, like instagram and all that stuff is because of the music stuff you know i need to Mm -hmm. i want my music to be out there and people to be able to hear it in order to do that you've got to do all that sort of thing so um i struggle with it too caitlin so i appreciate that you're you're on on board with me yeah (laughs) what's your least favorite part of social the social media Um, thing it gets really stressful because for example tiktok so i was doing really well like i had like you know like 150,000 views on one of my videos and everything i was posting was getting like a minimum of like 5,000 views Mm. if it was something like minute um and then it's like if you go like three days without posting you're like oh here's 200 views yeah all of a sudden yeah or you post something that isn't like in your like realm like so my tiktok kind of blew off because of like the like a girl song so Mm. everything is really like queer lgbtq oriented and if i just post anything that's like just me singing or me doing aerial like something really cool that takes like skill and talent (laughs) takes like we're not showing anybody because you're not like talking about how gay you are and so like and and that can be a really frustrating aspect Mm. of it but again i guess that's just learning those algorithms yes it's learning the tool though and if you start off i think strong in the beginning and you're like i'm a musician this is what i do i'm just putting music videos up you can get a following from that but you just have to keep posting but i think 
the stress of trying to figure out like, oh, I got to make a TikTok. I got to make a TikTok. And then like, I literally got to a point where I was like depressed because I couldn't fit, think of like a TikTok yeah. to make. And then I just wasn't making them. Um, so it can be hard like on yourself. And I feel like a lot of people that do try to get into it that are just musicians do you yeah. have that struggle there's there's a thing about like uh so i think nowadays people want to see kind of the personal aspect of what oh, yeah. you're doing too so like the tiktoks or the 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 videos on social media and, and wherever else you're posting it um is important and, and for a lot of musicians they're kind of introverts except when they're on stage and so to like share your kind of like your actual life and what you're doing on a daily basis is really tough like everyone uh, might band um tells me oh you should do like you know a video every day of just like a set i hate selfies i hate pointing I, the camera at myself really and do. doing that but it's a necessary <laughs> evil to like get what you want to communicate across to people right in order mm -hmm. for people to hear it you kind of got to do that stuff that's amazing advice to give give uh, people i mean i don't want to push people more towards social media but, <laughs> but unfortunately like you said it's a tool that has to it's is just, a necessary yeah. evil you know it is what it is um truthfully. so caitlin let me ask you this what what are you going to do for halloween this year anything good oh no unfortunately i am working um All right. All right. <laughs> however so, i think that everyone should go if they're not working like i'm hugely adamant on adult trick-or-treating i know like uh -huh. other people are gonna hate me for this but honestly <laughs> like go out <clears throat> put on like a mask so no one knows how old you are and like a full costume and just go, and just go get trick-or-treating <laughs> And it feels great. Like, it's, like, so yeah. exciting. Like, I don't, you don't even need the candy. Like, you know, I don't know. Give it to the kids like, after you're done. Yeah. But um, but honestly, like, it's just it's just fun to go through the doors you know and pretend. I got to talk to you, Andrew, too, because I, I always wanted to do, like, an adult uh, trick-or-treating thing, but, like, go from, like, bar to bar, have, like, a like a hayride that goes down, you know, a particular hayride. road. With, and then you go stop at every bar and you go trick-or-treat and they give you, like, a shot of whiskey or something. I really enjoy the hayride aspect yeah. of that. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like they do, like, bar crawls for Halloween probably but like if you add like the, the hayride like yeah. that yeah, that's right? like a solid selling point honestly I agree I you don't agree. have to walk you just get to sit there drink then get out <laughs> get another right. drink sit back down like that's honestly right. yeah um, so I like it uh, and I usually what I like to do is I like to give out full size and then la I think last year I did king size I tried to do oh king size you so got I, like the house that everyone yeah, no, I'm wants trying to go to, like, to I just try and keep stepping it up so now I'm going to have to give out like cases of candy every kid's going to have like a bag that's just dragging on the floor behind them they'll appreciate <laughs> it I'm telling you get out there go put what's, a mask on being that this is the spooktacular episode what's your favorite candy Ooh, if you were to get one um, trick or treating my favorite candy I'm a Snickers guy I don't know. Honestly, I I'm gonna answer the question and then later I'm like, that is not my favorite candy, <laughs> like at all. Um, I really, obviously, like who doesn't like the? I mean, people that don't like peanut butter really freak me out. But the um, <laughs> unless they're allergic, that's different. Um, that's totally different if you're allergic. But I think they still like want peanut butter. They're just like I can't have uh -huh. it. Um, sorry, folks, if you're one of those. But. Um, Obviously, like Reese's, but you have to like have like like the Ghost or like the pumpkin. Like those uh, are really good. Yeah. Like I'm definitely a big fan of that. But I'm kind of like I don't know, st like is stingy the right word? I don't know when it comes to chocolate because like I went to Amsterdam one time and like chocolate oh, yeah, in chocolate Europe is like different levels. It's a so whole different animal. It's like you out can't there. even you really you know can't why? make the they, comparison. They don't pasteurize the milk there. Like you can get unpasteurized milk and then they make the chocolate with that milk. Their cocoa That's beans hard. actually also come from a different. Oh, is it like area. a different? Yeah, we get ours from Some one place. Stuff. I get theirs from. I don't know if that's like the biggest difference. I think it's like had definitely has to do with milk content mm. versus sugar content. But either way, Delicious. like whatever they're doing. What about doing you, over Andrew? There. What's your we're Halloween episode? What's your favorite candy, Andrew? Okay, probably three Musketeers actually. Three. Mu um, get out. I agree. Get like out. you need to leave Only now. Nougat? Who says that? Just nougat. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I think that's a sign of a psychopath. I feel like. No, I do like a I do like a Three Musketeers, but I treat it like the vegetable on the plate when I get a bunch of candy. You know what I mean? Like if it doesn't have can like caramel and nuts. Yeah, it's like I shove it in. No, I think Three Musketeers might be worse than Milky Way though. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because Milky Way like at least there's like some I don't know. Yeah, there's some caramel. Yeah, Three Musketeers are weird. I got you though. <laughs> You ever make a s'more with a, a Three Musketeers? Oh, I see. I hate when people do that. I don't you like to. You take like a miniature no, and then you put a marshmallow in. I can't do it. That's like when, like people use like 
Oreos or Reese's in there too. And I just want like a plain <laughs> s'more, like an OG s'more. Like that is all I need. Like we don't need to be crazy here. Uh, we can be friends that you like s'mores because that's one of my favorite, my favorite. What's your favorite, favorite candy? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, surprisingly, yeah, it's got like the salty nuts on the outside, and it's without. <laughs> that's right. Without the chocolate on the outside, you would think, oh, I'm gonna miss that, but you really don't because there's so much salt on the outside. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like the candy like that really surprises you when you go trick or treating. It's like the thing that you've got like the least of. Yeah, usually yeah, that I feel like you're like, oh, like I got one of these. Like I don't even know what it would be, but you're like, this is great. I'm like really excited. I got this. I don't know. I'm telling you, go trick-or-treating. All right, so let's do this. I'm guessing you have a – do you have a website? Uh, no. No website. So Kit, <laughs> why don't we spell your name out so that at least people can, can Google. Okay. Um, you can spell my name out. I mean, I'll spell my name out for you. <laughs> it's K-A-Y-L-I-N, and then the last name is Cervini, C-E-R-V-I-N-I. Yeah, so go, go Google. There's plenty of music out there. Yep, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, yeah, it's on. It's literally on everything. A bunch of music videos. I'm assuming on YouTube there, right? Um, yeah, there's music videos. I highly recommend checking those out because I take those quite seriously. I love creating music videos. So if there's any like mm. artists around that are like, I need a music video. Oh, it's so fun. you create? You, you help create them? I might have to in, employ you to help me with that. Because I like doing concepts for them, like figuring mm. out an idea, um, and then like doing the art for them. We're going to have to talk to you, because I do have something that I was going to work on for Fringe Festival this year that we didn't release, but your makeup actually reminded me of it, and it's called The Marionette. Um, Ooh. And so maybe we'll have to talk about about that because i've got some ideas and, and it's kind of like half written already so and it's theater with music and and that sort cool. of thing maybe we can work together next year on, you on something know. so kaylin thank you so much for coming on this crazy spooktacular show thanks for having me um thank you everyone for listening and if you could please go down comment subscribe all that stuff for our youtube listeners andrew thank you for uh for coming on the show and bringing us this delicious cider and mead um i haven't tried the wild for men but i'm going to chug this as soon as as soon as we're off air here and you can you're welcome to stick I really around need to try it, and, so. yeah, we'll, we'll do it maybe we'll drink some whiskey too and uh, it's going to get crazy up in here maybe we'll get, have to order some paydays and some uh some <laughs> some, <laughs> some milky way and I'm being told by by my gorgeous producer to shut the hell up now and, and end the show. But go ahead and comment, subscribe. It really helps when you do that. Uh, Kaylin, again, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Check out uh, all the music that she's got out there on on all those platforms. It, it's really great what you're doing, and I appreciate like the multimedia stuff. It's it's brilliant. Um, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you on uh, whatever the next episode is. And uh, bye guys.